CW's universe is dead officially. Um, and mm. honestly, wherever it lies, there shall it be buried. Yeah. Forever and ever. Yeah. Goodbye. It there will be no Grant Gustin standing on top of the grave. <laughs> the- Gustin standing on top of his own grave at this point. <laughs> that that. <laughs> oh. uh, not again, again, not ever. Welcome to uh, Phantoms and After Dark, everybody. I'm Connor. Eric's here. Arlen's here. Hi. Here. Hey. Uh, Hunter went to bed. So, because yes. the oxygen around his head is very thin. So, he had to get, mm-hmm. get some sleep. He needs yeah. more chlorophyll up there. He needs more. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and we're going to start with uh, a, a, a very, very brief, but, you know, sufficient uh, postmortem on The Flash because it just ended yesterday and it ended in. Probably the worst way I can think of, with just mm. a, a really, really, really bad fucking finale. Uh, Lou, you watched the finale, right? Yeah, I just Shock. finished it. I would call it like a puttering fart that ends with a little leaking down the leg. <gasps> uh, I, it, you know, I don't want anything to be bad for anybody, but right, this doesn't shock me. Like this was the trajectory it's been on for years. My my bar was low. My bar was not this low. Hang on, monsters bother me to get out of the room. Hang on a second. Like it was (laughs) like I get the idea of a reunion finale of like doing like I'm I'm assuming spoilers, 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 fuck you, like whatever, like bringing (laughs) all the bads back. You don't do that unless you can make them look good and not make um, them look the worst they've ever looked oh, in the history like, of the show. This is ca- this was a catastrophic finale to me. This was a fucking train wreck. Um, it, yeah, it reminded me why I stopped watching. Uh, it, yeah. it, well, like they, they they did the cobalt blue thing, which they've been building for a whopping three episodes. Um, most of the season was filler. They had episodes where Barry wasn't even present, or Barry wouldn't suit up, um, or both. Um, he was sitting down with Joe. I have not seen Joe in five episodes. That's because he, he became. Been that's he become, was moving around a lot. That's because he became a chair. Um, <laughs> they, re- they replaced Joe with Cecile, his you know his wife, yeah. who suddenly oh, out of nowhere became DC character Virtue. Wait, I've never even heard that character. No idea. I um, saw, yeah, I saw, yeah. I've been told she's a thing. I don't know who that is. I'm going to um, guess that she's a um, uh, what's his name that died Duffy's thing. Oh, uh, maybe uh, where Static is from. Yeah, like an obscure. So virtue is Holly Ann Fields from Prime Earth and uh, created by Gail Simone. Thinking of Milestone. It's no, it's she was created. She was created by Gail Simone. She was in 2013's oh. The Movement. Um, oh, she's one of the. She's a new character. But Cecile, Cecile went from being the empath to now she can fucking fly and oh, fight really? a speedster. I'll just she's sure. Saturn girl. Basically, Saturn yeah. Girl? Yes. Um. Now, one of the big things I noticed, like all this is happening, is that like one of the biggest hits the show has taken is that the supporting cast is a bunch of fucking goobers that no one cares about. Um. And I have mm-hmm. I have empirical data to support this because. I think last season they tried to do an episode that was only about this chick Allegra who's been around since Crisis, but I don't know anything about her. Um, She's from a weird alternate Earth, and she has light powers and or something. Yeah, Spanish. they tried. 
They gave her her own episode, and it's the lowest rated episode across the whole series. Okay. So that's yeah. how people, that's how little people care about her. Um, but this episode setup was like Eddie Thawne from season one, Eric, he was a character from season one who actually had probably one of the better arcs of the show. Um, he's Eobard's sure. distant direct ancestor. And in order to beat Eobard in season one, he shoots himself in the chest. Uh, and he was Iris's fiance, and he yes. was a cop, and he was... and it was actually it's an earned arc. Like it, it's it's one of the better things they've done because Eobard kidnapped him. He was like, "Hey, from where I'm from, no one knows who you are because you're a nobody idiot cop, and no one cares. But I need to keep you out of this battle because I don't need anything happening to my bloodline." So Eddie shoots himself. He's like, "Who's a nobody now?" And he erases Eobard. Well, take, um, and that doesn't make any sense. Like it doesn't biological standpoint. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But I don't care. Um, yeah, so he essentially is the one who beat Reverse Flash the first time. Barry was getting his fucking ass kicked. Um, so he is brought back from the dead by the negative speed force because reasons. Um, and given the mm. Cobalt Blue alias. Um, and then he brings back Savitar, Zoom, Godspeed, and Eobard in his big, awful-looking banana suit. Um, and basically says, I'm here to erase, you know, Barry Allen's legacy, kill all of his loved ones, and kill him, blah, blah, blah. And all these villains get maybe 90 seconds of uh, screen you're time generous but some of them, <laughs> i would say savitar gets 30 seconds and that's because the suit is practical <laughs> and looks like you would order it for your kid's birthday party. it looks real bad uh zoom's costume was clearly recreated at the last second because i didn't get his mask back um yes. godspeed suit has always looked bad um and yeah, Eobard's well, got except that really in, that, bad in the group shot, it looks the best. <laughs> it does. And I, I noticed too, that yellow suit that 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 uh, Eobard's wearing, the cod piece is so like the angles, like they it just kept. It's like a weird. I don't know that that makes him look like. Remember those rubber figures you would get that like they were like you get them at a dollar store. They were like basically like my mom didn't want to get me a real action figure, so she got me this thing that's just basically rubber and metal. It oh, looks it like, like that, wire inside. Yes, it looks like it has those kind of proportions where he's just kind of like he's just long and doesn't really have any articulation points. He's just yeah. this weird, gangly looking dude. It makes Tom look really fucking bad. Um, and but yeah, in one of the previous episodes they do like they have the old costumes, and it the... looks so much fucking. Better. Yeah. Especially when they do a shot that calls back to something from like season two or three, whatever Flashpoint was. Yeah. Of like now we're seeing the other way. It's like, God, that first Flash costume did mm -hmm. look really good. It does look really good. <laughs> it looks I like the helmet looks the cowl looks so much better. I get that it sucked for Grant, but like Yeah, he couldn't breathe. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but no, the, that the episode you're talking about the episode with Eobard, the one that ties up the entire series essentially, and that yes. honestly could have worked at a better as a better finale than this fucking thing did because that was a good episode. This is trash. Uh, all mm -hmm. these villains show up and they get taken out by Nora, Allegra, Cecile, and Chill Blaine. <laughs> wait, wait, who? <laughs> Chill. Which... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Keone, who is Caitlin Snow. Uh, but not Caitlin Snow, because Caitlin Snow died off-screen in some kind of weird scientific experiment replaced by the same actress, Daniel Panabaker, but some weird nature goddess named Keone? Gaia now, kind of? 
Yeah, and then she just dips out at the end of the episode and brings back Caitlin for no reason. Um, <laughs> so, wow. Um, Here's the thing, and I haven't really watched you know the past like few seasons after we all kind of quit. Right. So, like, I was like, who the fuck is Keone? And had to do like a Google search. Yeah, they like said like, oh, where's Keone? He's like, oh, she's getting donuts. And I was like, who the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> so like, I was I... like. <sighs> So I, I didn't I didn't watch any of this stuff because no, um, but it oh, no, is I, giving me like exactly. weird. It's giving me like weird side. I guess not flashbacks because this is like two years ago now. But as the supernatural person among the group, um, this is giving me hard watching the finale of Supernatural feelings. Um, and being like, who the fuck is that person? Oh, and who's this person? What the fuck? Super hell? Um, and I'm just like. <sighs> CW shows aren't should not be allowed to go on the, past well, and five seasons. If you go to the, the Flash, <laughs> the Flash Instagram page is like every comment is like Eric Wallace should never touch a TV show again in his life. Fuck Eric Wallace. Eric Wallace well, is the worst owner to ever have a show. Here's here's my compromise to saving. You bring back the dude who was super fucking creepy, and you just hire an <laughs> office full of prostitutes. Andrew Kreisberg was the guy keeping this show afloat despite yeah. the fact that he was a sex pest. Like it's there's empirical data to prove this yeah, now. Like, we've <laughs> talked about it in the past, but it's like it's so evident that like, oh, yeah. he was the guy yeah. that had that very apparent the... that there was people that involved in this that knew what they were doing, who could craft a decent show to watch, a decent to good show to watch, and then they just got a bunch of idiots. And maybe get an unwarranted touch of a boob. (laughs) Also, (laughs) my understanding, and I I have no idea if this is true, is the other guy Guggenheim. He left also. Like he he doesn't have an acting hand in any of this stuff. Yeah, and he he left because he was more being like the Feige of these shows. Yeah, like if anything, he maybe has a hand in Star Girl and. is it Clark and Lois or Superman and Lois? I don't remember. Super, uh, uh, Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois. Um, like, I, I, I would assume that that's what it is. Like, he's paying attention to what was supposed to be the new universe and none of this other stuff. And I think it's yeah, Because just, Superman and Lois has set itself officially, yeah. canonically, as not part of the CW universe. It's a different well, universe right. together. Yeah, it's let's, one of their multiverses. Let's yeah. be mm-hmm. honest. Like, even if... If the sex pest and uh, their Feige had stayed on, it still would have gotten burned like that. trash because they are stepping away from anything that was connected to the prior DCU mm-hmm. or the whatever they're calling it now. I think, I think that's part of the problem is that like they just because this was a 13 episode season, not a 24 yeah. episode season. This was oh. a bailout. They were getting the shit just... out of the way. I mean, this is uh, my my conclusion to this is just like sci-fi fantasy stuff. I, as much as I love it, I just don't think it should have this much time. I don't think that they should yeah. spend this long on any. No, and like, the thing a, is, like Arrow ended. Yeah. Arrow ended nine seasons too, didn't it? Seven. Oh. I, th- no, I think it. I think it did go to eight or nine. Did it go yeah, to eight, eight or nine? I, yeah. And that last I mean, season it, is fine. I like the last season of Arrow. I think the last that season, last season was fun. super shortened, and it tied directly into Crisis, though. And it yeah, was like yeah, a Crisis was the real finale of Arrow. They should yeah. have just stopped all of these after Crisis, which I've been saying for years. But I'm like hearing your guys' reaction and 
the world's reaction at large. Yeah, they should have just stopped at Crisis. Well, yeah, and like, so yeah, all these villains get just one shotted. Nora Allen takes out Savitar with a single shot. Um, <laughs> which, I, like, <laughs> there was a way better way to even bring Savitar back because Savitar is like, like what evil? He's evil Barry. Evil speak. Evil like, Barry. Why not just yeah. have him do it. Why put him in the suit? It'd be cooler to see Nora have to kill her dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Godspeed gets taken out by Cecile, who just empaths him to death. Um, they don't even show yeah. what she's doing. At some point, she is just slapping the air, and these guys are because yeah. fu- he he has a she's duplicate. Like, it's like bad telekinesis TV special. Yeah. Effects. Um. Yeah. Keone now takes out. I, Zoom. I, I, oh, oh, real quick with Cecile, maybe maybe her power is an empath. Maybe she places babies inside of people. <laughs> so maybe what happened is what, she, she made all the clones pregnant she yeah and and because they're not built to hold babies it just ruptured them they're and like, they're ah, like, right. exactly oh and they were in texas yeah. they were in yeah. texas also um yeah. so they couldn't uh, they couldn't do anything about um, it yeah county um, one shot zoom and they had a good chance to do something with zoom because the first thing zoom faces off against is the ccpd Eric in season two, they make it a make it a point to say that Zoom kills so many cops that like it's they're like, dude, we're gonna fucking kill this guy. Um, he made it a hobby to kill cops left and right in that season and was terrorizing people. He's not all bad then. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yes. Um, but also like, yeah, also like these villains. Yeah, these villains were like like Zoom and Savitar took a whole season to beat, and they beat the living piss out of Barry. And now they're getting one-shotted by people who aren't even speedsters. <laughs> they're getting one-shot by people who shouldn't be able to think as fast no, as they The Eobard one is the worst one. Eobard speaking of the word... By, uh, by fucking Allegra. <laughs> speaking of thinking, um, I can't I can't help but notice who was left out of this left out of this little party. Um, the thinker the was nowhere to be yeah. seen. <laughs> oh, the, um... <laughs> yeah, actually, if they would have brought back the rival, I would have gave them some credit. The rival would be hilarious, but if they brought back the actor uh, of the thinker, I would love to see um, the rival again. It, it was a whole thing about speedsters, though, so I get not bringing back like sure. Yeah, and that's the thing. So, so none of them have their traditional lightning colors. They all have red lightning now because okay. negative speed force. Negative speed force, yeah. Uh, so here, so again, the, bucks in After Effects. This yes. leads to many, many problems that have persisted throughout the show from the very beginning. Or you know, I'll give you a season two onward. Um, They've never been good at speedster villains. Not once. No. Uh, <laughs> they've always messed them up outside of well, the first I, 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 initial... Yeah, the first two seasons, yeah. Yeah, like they've always messed it up. And every other villain they've done has been like wishy-washy at best. Cicada's probably like the best of them. He's the, he's the um, third best villain probably in the series. So it's like, if you're going to bring back these characters who you already kind of did a bad job with, and you're not going to do... The better why are you doing this what? that's my that's my thing it was because they can do it better it was <laughs> yeah well, yeah and i think the most flagrant one that they could have actually used as a legit good villain was godspeed because he's a newer character and they just i don't know like for whatever reason they oh hold on we're leaving out we're leaving out red death from the beginning of this fucking season too oh, i didn't even no. watch that that no, was no. a fucking disaster. I just saw the I just saw clips of it and like 
I think they just I know they painted, did. Like, they, they it, no, it looks it looks like a Power Ranger costume, but like it's Batwoman and oh, I can't remember her name, Javika, something like that. She can't act. Um, That's and they give her strange. like she can't period full on. She can't act. She's terrible. Sure, and they give her these like full on villain speeches, and at one point she says, "I am vengeance," and I just laughed. Um, yeah, I saw the clip of that. I was like, okay, yeah, this it's is awful. Fake. Um, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. She doesn't, know, she doesn't even know Barry in her original timeline. She doesn't even know the, like the rest of these characters, but yet comes to this one for reasons because they want to do Red Death. It's the same thing yeah, with Godspeed. They just want to do Godspeed and did it wrong. Like yeah, well, yeah, they want to. They, they wanted, did it wrong. Dumb. Like which makes yeah. They want to do it because people will be like, oh, they did a great job on the costume, and then no. people watch it, and then it's terrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. God, Godspeed still looks ridiculous. His little circular eye holes that make him look like a fucking Halloween store costume. Yeah, um. But basically, like, it, and it, now, it, yeah. So all this, all the evil speeches get taken out, and it's left with just Eddie Thawne and and Barry. And Eddie just Eddie's motivation is kind of justified because Barry did jump in his fucking grave. Um. And then it just <laughs> ends with like Eddie punching Barry around his apartment, and then uh Barry goes, "But love," and Eddie goes, "All right," and they shake hands. And that's it. And While the fight is over. Right. <laughs> he's wearing the closest thing that we'll ever get to Disco Nightwing. Now, oh. Connor, I just, I just, I do want to point out that if you had sat through the credits of this final episode of Flash, uh, you would have gotten to the end of uh, uh, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two and seen that this was all a vision uh, by I, Alice. I was. was. And then it ends with it finally wraps up with Iris giving birth to Bart and Nora, and then the final like scene is Barry doing one more run down the 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 fucking the Ferris Air. Yeah, he's doing the, the, the run that he's never on. paid off from CGI. Never paid off, and also it looks like it was CGI, all of it. Um, hmm. Oh, uh, and he gives he gives lightning. All of this he is basically. Bad. He gives his oh. speed for he shares his speed force powers with Jesse Chambers, Avery Hope, and Max Mercury, and okay. that's the yeah that's how it yeah. basically yeah, Max Mercury like with a wanky ass speech yeah. with, with like maybe this power can be shared to make a better world to for all of us to live in or something. I'm the Flash, and yeah, that, we need more speedsters. Yeah, we need more, mm. we need more speedsters. This is my solution mm. to this problem. Because yeah. you know, right. as we're doing this, as someone who like you know, I'm going to say the show, uh, Smallville, and that was the person <laughs> to all this stuff. And it's like, these two, like, I somehow Flash, I think is historically, in my opinion, a worse high to low yeah. than Smallville. Like, Smallville, yeah. I've said before, Flash, is Flash is a worse high to low than Game of Thrones. Okay? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. at least comparing, like, kind of apples to apples, it's like, yeah. when I mean, Smallville got again. bad, it did not bring, it brought in, like, all the goofy team characters, but, like, mm -hmm. not as bad, and it did concentrate much more on, like, the struggle, but we, I think me and Eric were talking beforehand, like, there is a problem with doing long form with a character who's so OP, like, baseline. Yeah. yeah. And they never figure that out like midway through season two, they start. You saw the struggles, and then well, season and three, it never, it, they never figured it. Well, out. I would, I would add that any superhero show has problems 
displaying people's powers, especially when they make it the main focus of the show. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the flash should do something like that, but not for 22 episodes a season and not for the quality of writing that they had. Yeah. And And like the actual, the Instagram page for the thing today, hyping up that scene where the villains get taken out by all these like D listers. And it says, Flash needs his team, and people in the comments are like, "No, he doesn't. He's the Flash." Yeah, <laughs> he literally—it's like the the team thing only exists in the show. Yeah, and also yeah. it's like, I—it's a yeah, it's a product of like the nature of television production, which I, I understand. Like they have to keep on adding people to make it feasible, but like it just it dilutes a lot of it, and they're not able to give these characters enough interesting things to do, which. This is a comment I'm making about from when I was still watching these shows, and it just yeah. sounds like that continued. Yeah, and, that and just... like Cisco was the last interesting one, and they didn't even bring him back for this. He probably yeah, didn't I, want I to come back. He didn't want to. Oh, I'm sure he didn't. Yeah. Uh, and the funny yeah. thing is, they gave him a send off, and then brought him back two episodes later when they did give him a send off. Yeah, that's. They I'm... gave him a. They gave him a sitcom level send off. Like it was a montage with like clips from that season, happy yeah, music. Yeah. And then he walked out of the set, and then two episodes later, he came right back. I mean, he's doing well, at least. I mean, he's like the lead of a Hulu show now or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw him. I was like, he had no hair getting getting, getting good starring roles. But yeah, Um, uh, this show is dead, and I hope it stays buried. Um, It was buried. Um, uh, It was a, a, like I said, an absolute fucking catastrophic way to end this show i thought they would end at least on like unsatisfying to decent but no they just it was just a a regular ass episode bogged down by a bunch of bad villain appearances and then a limp dick ending fuck this show (laughs) Uh, that's you could alert to that like six seasons ago with hunter and i yeah and there's like they could have done a better villain like they could have had, like, to go back to the 90s show, which I don't know how many of you actually watched. I only watched it when I was a kid. A little bit, yeah. Like, their ending was like, oh, it's a, another Barry. And, like, they mm-hmm. could have done something with, like, a future Barry being like, stop sucking. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to beat you into the hero you need to be kind of yeah. thing would have been more interesting. And to go to, like, uh, I just want to talk about the Oliver episode, because... Besides the fact that watching Stephen Mel on the screen was fun again, holy shit, he's so much better actor than any fucking other person on that show besides Grant. Like, that episode <laughs> does feel good because he's elevating all this crap material and they're fighting a really yeah. bad villain in Bloodwork. Um, yeah. Which I can't believe they brought Oliver back to fight Bloodwork. Although like, I did like the, they do a bit that is such a kind of good meta commentary where he's like, oh, you're the star of the show, they can't kill you. I was like, oh, this is something they could have done like season four that would have been interesting, not in season mm-hmm. nine, and like done a thing. Cause the only way this show really would have worked is if they like, and it sucks for the, the actor, but like if they killed Barry in one yeah. of the yeah. crises. Grant and suggested probably. That. And then they probably should have done show that. on to Wally. Like Grant who's... suggested that the show end with him doing a, him sacrificing himself somehow to become the lightning bolt that strikes him in season one. Yeah. yeah, that would be a great it idea. Is a way better ending. Yeah, it's and they're like, and Eric Wallace was like, and I guess Eric Wallace is like, no, nah, no, nah, Oliver already killed himself, so you shouldn't have to. But <sighs> again, like, I, I, no, they should have just all left. Like, I, I, again, we've ta- we've had this conversation before. Yeah, Melissa yeah. should have left 
uh, yes. during crisis as well. They all should have left and handed the reins on to new people. And I, yeah, I mean, it still wouldn't have mattered because uh, old uh, she, she uncle Uncle Zaz came in and like yeah. detonated yes. everything. So she, she did that a little bit more because like they, she had like the a final season and then Superman Lois came out. Right. Like well, no, so this is this is to my point. I think that they were all like, you can't leave all at once. I think that there was like some contract thing where it's like, no, you have to oh, leave. I, and, like, I think there was like a, I'm sure they had them on the contract like you can't do other stuff until you finish this out yeah like we will hold you up exactly so it's like, like i mean melissa you get to go I, next because you have a baby the one, the one actor i worry about the most even though i don't really like her is candace Patton, because like i don't think i think she has zero future after the show oh absolutely <laughs> yeah. <And> she, yeah. <laughs> she got she did get done dirty but like she anytime did. they tried to like in the their terrible ways they tried to elevate iris never helped her no. like and she just came out always looking bad which is why everyone online hates the character because they never made her likable no i think eric 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 you i think your wife described her the best she called it she called <laughs> kind of a nag i think was the word yeah i think that is what my wife said yeah yeah, yeah, she was like, she's a nag. And she brings everyone down. And like, there was that one season, and I think it was season four, she just starts yelling at everybody. It's like, who the fuck are you? Like, it's yeah. the Savitar season. It becomes it's, team lead. It's like, well, we were doing with all this stuff without you, Barry. It's right. Like, but I'm the Flash. No, we're the Flash. Okay. Sit down. Oh, are, okay. <laughs> sit down. I was we so funny Venom. apart. You're my little um, rod. I, I, so I, I, I do think we can close it out, but I do want yeah. to say like it's it's so bad on her end that when I watched a movie from before she even joined the Flash, I the moment she came on screen, I was like, "Ill, I hate you. <laughs> 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 I want you to die immediately." <laughs> and like that's not what you want if you're an actress. I still um, think it's I one mean, more joke at her expense. Yeah. I still think it's funny that like that it was that one episode she got kidnapped by the Samoroid, and she's like. No, I'll just put my faith that Barry will just snap out of it and the power of love will come save me. And the Samroid jumps into, like, a big giant, like, fucking turbine or something, like a windmill. And I'm like, that's a big gamble to to maybe get turned into red dust. Like, oh, maybe like Barry will snap out of super. Back. Oh, yeah. no! Like, yeah. I couldn't even describe the thing that you're talking about. <laughs> like, I know I watched like... that, and I don't remember it at all. It's when Barry comes out of Speed Force, and he's all discombobulated, and she's like, in order oh, to get right. him out of it, she just lets herself get kidnapped by the Samurai, which is working for the Thinker, and the Samurai just uh... runs into the air and is going to jump into a windmill, like a giant fucking industrial windmill, just chop them both up, and she's like, any second now, Barry will come save me. Any minute now. I'm like, what if he doesn't? <laughs> I, I miss the I miss the thinker now. I mean, that's what all I, that's of, my, that's my all of those words you just said make me so angry because I wasted so much goddamn time on these shows. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. hearing Samuroid made me want to pull my skin off. <laughs> yeah. All right, we can we can transition. To oh yeah, no, else, no. Like, this, is a, this is the official dirt pouring ceremony. Uh, yes, no. Wherever the flash lies, there shall it be buried. I'm done. I'm done. Yes. I'm a glad fucking yeah. piss you won't be missed. Rest in piss you awful TV show. Yes. Bye. <laughs> uh, uh, um. So, uh, anybody else have other things they want to talk about? <laughs> I mean, I wanted to talk about that my house thing, but I'll let somebody else go first before I get into that. Um, I, uh, I recently watched Pearl cause it finally showed up on oh. Showtime slash Paramount. And at first 
I wasn't sure if I was going to dig what they were doing because that opening act is very much like, hey, mm-hmm. you're in a musical. You are in a stage production. And then mm-hmm. it calmed the fuck down a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, I fucking love that. Like, that was so great. The The last, like, three or four minutes of Mia Goth staring at the camera was horrific yeah. and amazing at the same time. But mm-hmm. yeah, it just... it I. It, Ty West is two for two with these movies for me right now. I hope he doesn't mm-hmm. fuck up Maxine. Because you liked X, right? Remind me. Yeah, you, I loved were, X. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I was I like, up, I need to get to him, and I need to get to Infinity you, you Pool should. as well. Watch them and watch them in close succession. I think that I, I didn't like X as much first time around. After watching Pearl, I think X is even better. I think the two of them, the combination of them, it's a complete story. Um, and I love what Mia Goth does with the character she feels like a complete character um and i'm very excited to see where maxine goes because there's a yeah there's interesting stuff that they were playing with and like what made the reason i think pearl sort of uh pulls x up for me is because i can tell mia goth's like influence on the story is so much bigger and i think Mm -hmm. it just it I think she kind of like fills in things that I've never liked about Ty West, specifically with horror stuff. Um, and I think the fact that it's not so exactly a horror story, it's like a broader drama with like horror elements. larger. Yeah. And that's the stuff from him that I've liked more. Like I liked his Ethan Hawke Western movie that he did far more than any of his horror movies. Um, uh, which so one's that? I haven't. I did not know about that. Is it in the Valley of Violence? I want to say. Okay. It's Ethan yes. Hawke and Travolta, and it's Travolta. Oh, no. He's he's doing his best. He's he's okay. he's holding up because it's like um, it's very much like a Gene Hackman in Unforgiven role. Okay. Um, like it's very much like a he's an antagonist who you're kind of like oh I can see his point. I understand his perspective. So you're not like so fully rooting for him to die. Mm -hmm. Um, You want his, but you want his death to be like honorable in a sense, but you're also like, if you die, I'm not going to be entirely upset. Um, And Ethan Hogg is just like, it's, it's like Western John wick. He's just like the fucking, that's that's what Ethan Hawk does really well now. So I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. here for it. Yeah, it's very good. It's a very good performance. Ty West uh, directs the shit out of it. It feels like kind of an amalgamation of different eras of Westerns. Um, the mm. opening is very like spaghetti uh, in a very fun way. So yeah, it's uh, check okay. it out. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, back to I, Pearl, I, though. Um, I think something that really benefited Pearl, <clears throat> unless I'm mistaken, is that it was definitely filmed during COVID, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that actually benefited it quite a bit, having such mm-hmm. a small cast and having it rely a lot on Mia Goth's performance. Yes. Absolutely. And yeah, and I don't know. I just yeah, I, Connor, you should. Definitely... It worked really well with the time period too that it's mm-hmm. set in. Like it all, like yeah, like and it, yeah, it's just yeah, mm. Connor. You could you could watch these in either order and it would work. But I would yeah. say watch X first and then Pearl. Yeah, and, like, I have, honestly, like, the Mia Goth yeah. train, like, I have not gotten on it yet because I haven't seen her in anything, really. Um, mm. So, and I wanted to check out that in, in Infinity Pool, I think, is the other one she's in, right? 
Uh, she's, yeah. she's in that. Yeah. You and should, then older uh, Road to mm-hmm. what is it? The the Road to Wellville, or is that is that a different movie? Is that the one about Kellogg? I can't remember. The movie that she was in about the eels. Oh, um oh. Cure for Wellness. Cure for yes. Cure yes. for Wellness. And then she's also in another she's in a movie I watched recently, um Marrowbone. Um uh which is mm-hmm. from like 2017 um she's she's been in a bunch of stuff in supporting roles and she's always been good but like this is this is her year because she's just killing yeah. it um well connor did you say you've seen a cure for wellness no she was in it. i know dane DeHaan's in it but i yeah. haven't seen it yet yeah no it's it's a very long yeah, I've heard, I, everyone because I saw Ryan Hollinger cover it, and I've seen other people talk about it. Like I've heard it's the, the thing I've heard is like not what you think it is, but it's might be worth no. your time. It it's def- like a modern Hammer movie. That's what I would call it. That's that's the best way. I can well, it's it. that's a uh, Gore Verbinski, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I've I've heard some people say like this is some of his ideas for Bioshock that he didn't get to Ooh, use. And I can see it. I don't I don't disagree with that. But yeah, it's that. Yeah. That's that's an odd fucking movie. It's worth seeing yeah. at least once. But yeah, it's a uh, hmm, yeah, some things. Um, yes. Up. Yeah. Um, I trying to think of anything else. I mean, other than Bub Kiss, which is fucking phenomenal. I you know everybody talk about on this show. And it's in the horror related thing. Is that fucking Children of the Corn remake? Oh God! What the the one that. Fu- the one they put on shutter and immediately took off. (laughs) (laughs) I think they did. It was officially released. And when I'm, and when I'm trying to find it, I can't. And I'm like looking for articles about where is it? And there's nothing (laughs) awful. Like I know I'm just, you know, two two for two in far as terms of, you know, bad things in the show that I've watched. But like, I was watching it, like waiting for something to jump at me. Like when is this going to be a children of the corn movie? And it's, it never becomes one. It's just, about a, it's just about a girl who takes out, like, some girl was, like, the survivor. Okay, let me break down this plot summation for you, okay? All right, this movie gets started with a kid, like, there's a, it's a little girl, I can't remember her name. Her brother goes inside of an orphanage, or, like, a children's school, and starts murdering all the adults for no reason whatsoever. They don't tell you why. The police's response to this is to fill the building with gas. Yes. In order it's to the only way to be sure. Assailant and they <laughs> kill all the children. See, that's, that's so yeah. inaccurate. They would just wait outside for like five hours. Yeah, exactly. So they kill the assailant and all the children inside. So like this girl swears revenge or something. Um, and also there's a whole sequence about how corn ruined this town. I'm not kidding. Um, and this metaphor for girl, the country, perhaps. Like... <laughs> Also, like, before this guy goes into the orphanage, he looks at his sister and goes, like, he just says, I don't know where he goes, don't worry, nothing in the corner ever stays dead, and just walks inside and starts killing the adults. Okay. Mm. Um, And then, like, they're already doing a monster tease within, like, the first 30 minutes of this movie, even though there's been no supernatural elements whatsoever. And, like, we just go, bam, 
this girl has an army of children all wielding chainsaws, and they've taken over the town. They don't show you they take over. They don't show you any fights. They don't show you any police resistance. They don't show you anything. It's just the adults have already surrendered to this army of chainsaw-wielding kids. And then it's just like an mm. hour of just atrocities. They bury the children. They bury the adults alive. They're hanging people. They're setting people on fire. Um, and then like, there's some reporter who's going to come talk about the corn or something. And then that's when we see he who walks, not he who walks behind the rose, but he who walks, who's a, just a big fucking leaf man, as I've already shown in the fucking chat. He's a fucking, big orange. He's Groot. Man. He's Groot made of corn. Yeah. <laughs> it mm. looks terrible. And the movie just ends with some girl lighting the corn on fire, and this little, this other little girl, the main character, the, the villain, just runs into the corn to get burned alive. But it actually ends with this this main character girl like walking through the corn, and this little girl's charred corpse pops out of the ground and goes, "Nothing in the corn ever really stays dead." Blah, and then just it kills her, and that's it. Okay, fantastic. It was fucking abysmal, and I can't believe that it was made by the same guy who made Equilibrium. <laughs> no, well, no, that's the only unsurprising part of this. That's the yeah, part that's, where I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, that tracks. The outlier of his movies. Yeah. Well, and then he made a bunch of stuff like the Thomas Crown Affair. He made the Point Break remake. Um, yeah. Well, he's a yeah. He that's so that's the thing. When you're like a a writer for hire, you're going to be a part of great things and terrible things in equal yeah. succession. It's just how it works. He also made Ultraviolet. Yep, <laughs> he did. <laughs> it's just I that's just tears, and I can't remember a thing about it. Yeah. Oh, I was I was the angry after the, I saw it. Yeah, the bad guy is a vampire at the end. All vampires, mm, right? I wouldn't know. I only watched it once. I think it's because yeah, it's like there's a it's a there's a they're looking for a cure for the vampire thingamajig, but like they're techno vampires or something like future vampires, and there's like a yeah. kid in a freak or something. Yeah, they're like vampires have like superpowers, and they're like, and William Fickner is in it again because he just yes. been bamboozled for the See, second time by the yeah, fucking director. Instead of watching that movie, I'd rather just watch Dawnbreakers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Dawnbreakers. Yes, it's it's a good vampire film that I don't think enough people watch, and it's amazing to watch fucking Willem Dafoe do whatever okay. the fuck he's saying, doing. Like, oh, that's another. Uh, what's his name? Is the lead in that movie too? Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. yeah, that movie's yeah. awesome. He has yeah. the funniest scream in that movie when, like, it's when the um the weird like homeless vampire that's got the wings like gets into their house with his brother, and like every time he goes to approach it, it hits him. He goes <laughs> every time. Also, kind of just like, like to say, I'm looking at his IMDb. He Children of the Corn. Literally, the movie before that was Point Break, and there's a five year gap. I like, know that was his out of movie jail movie. Good that, job, yeah. dude. He did a bad Children of the Corn PD. Yeah, Yeah. he did Salt, the Total Recall remake, and Point Break back to back. Yeah, yeah. That's a a bad string of luck there, my man. I never saw Salt. I didn't know it was good or bad. I've only heard bad things. Jamie Foxx short butler movie I've never heard of. Uh, Oh, oh, Law Abiding um, Citizen. Oh, I have heard of that. I've heard about this one. I've never seen that movie. It's Mm. not bad. Um, it's mostly because Gerard Butler is like eating scenery and Jimmy Lee Fox is like fun to watch, but like, yeah, it's kind of like hmm. a Saw movie, but instead of like Saw traps, he's like, I've rigged a rocket launcher to blow up your limo at a funeral or something. It's Yeah, you know, right. he definitely started high because yeah, he wrote this screenplay for Thomas Crown Affair. 
but he wrote and directed yeah. Equilibrium. It's, and mm-hmm. actually, uh, real quick, just to touch on uh, Gerard Butler, um, my wife and I plan on rewatching Greenland this weekend. Just because A, I like apocalypse movies, and B, I think there's a sequel to that coming out, I'd heard. There is. There is yeah. a sequel coming out. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That, poor, poor that, Jerry How did he get here? <laughs> I I kind of just like watching Gerard Butler at this point because it's just like, oh, he's the bartender who works down the street. How why is he in this movie? Like he's he's <laughs> that guy now. He's he's Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Except he, he has he has filled that niche of he's yeah he, too yeah. good he definitely is the closest for, we yeah, have too good yeah. looking for normal guy but mm-hmm. is Hollywood normal yeah. guy look well that and I I'd like to track no that that one hundred percent makes sense Lou um, I'd also like yeah. to see the exact point when he stopped caring about staying in his three hundred shape. Because there is a point where he's like, they're trying to make him a leading man, leading man, leading man. Oh, he's puffy now. Uh, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it is, I think, law-abiding citizen. Uh, okay. So yeah. before that, he does I mean, Gamer. He's great in, um, he's in Rock really, and Roller. He's fantastic yeah, so, in Rock and Roller. Yeah. Yeah, he does Rock and Roller, The Ugly Truth, which is his first rom-com. Mm-hmm. And then right. Gamer, which he's in, I think he's in Shirtless a lot, which is that weird. He is movie and then he's in law-abiding citizen and then he goes on his voice acting rom-com kind of run ugly truth is also abysmal yeah then he does the bounty hunter and then he does like all that how to train your dragon shit mm-hmm. he doesn't actually have to be in front of the camera then right, uh, he's what's his face dad yeah he's the dad yeah no i yeah. was gonna say when did he start doing the uh the Olympus has fallen and all those uh, other has 2013. So oh God. Okay. Yeah. That's relatively recently. Okay. Yeah. All of this that's leading a- to yeah. his classic performance in Den of Thieves. Um, uh, the second or the best heat ripoff. Um, <laughs> uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I heard it called heat for bros. It's no, it's, it's just, great. it's literally just heat, but like modern actors. Um, it's, it's just, that's all it is. Like it to such a degree that they had to like come up with um I things to differentiate it. Um but like it's almost the exact same movie. Gerard Butler is just as unhinged. Um the only the, the biggest difference is like he doesn't have a De Niro to go up against. Um they really were like, let's just fill out the whole crew with like people who can't <laughs> who can't even go toe to toe with Gerard. Um so it just becomes Gerard Butler's movie. Um, and that's the film in which he eats a donut uh, that was held by a man who was shot earlier that morning. Um, hey, Connor, what was that real quick? Sorry, Arlen. Isn't my, isn't my boy Sam in that too? Sam? Um, no, I don't think he is. Uh, um, 50 Cent, O'Shea Jackson oh, Jr. Pablo I don't even remember 50 Cent in it. Pablo Schreiber, and then I don't know who? anybody else. Yes, and Pablo Schreiber is the unfortunate person who took the role of a uh, John one one three, whatever Halo guy's name is. Um, oh, his, oh, he's oh. Point Stash. He was also yeah. the uh, Leprechaun in American yes. Gods. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't connect them. Like his face looks familiar. And I'm yeah. looking way, yeah. way down the cast list. Is the guy um, from Connor's favorite movie, Mortal Kombat? 
Yes, uh, Lustin is in uh, here. Oh, oh yeah, he's a background. He's like a. It's like bodyguard too. Poor Lewis yeah. Tan. I like Lewis Tan. He's 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 got some shit moves. Oh, yeah. I I I dissed him. He's service Secret Service lobby guard number one. Yes. Oh. Oh. That's a step up. He's pretty good in Power Rangers. I have not finished that movie, but I like him in that. I like him in Mortal Kombat, but Cole is a terrible character. So that's I mean, uh, Louis Tan was great in Iron Fist. The role that he almost got the lead of, but for reasons he was not given well, the lead. Because he that. wasn't on a giant TV show. Uh, sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. Or Hollywood's racist or both. I think I think I think it's one of those. I think it's I think it's <laughs> the fact that Ike Ike Perlmutter, our favorite yeah. person, <laughs> uh, was involved. Um, oh, and then um, Scott. I Buck. do have a segue from that off to what I, I was watching before because yeah, Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat is the uh, is the very downtrodden dad in American Born Chinese. Mm. Um, it, it's it's a new on Disney Plus. I think it dropped this week. I only watched the first episode. Um, only the adults are big names, so he's the main. He's the lead's dad, uh, Daniel Wu, who is only the big thing. He's the lead of was it, Into the Badlands, which I think is like an A and E oh, show. Oh yeah, it, it was um, AMC. AMC. It's yeah. it's this. This is the second invocation. Uh, uh, it's from the. Writers of Smallville. Um, uh, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yes. Um, absolutely, those guys who are now the showrunners of Wednesday, funnily enough. Um, I, but I know him from, if it's the actor I'm thinking of, he was very good in that, d- despite the show being kind of hit or miss sometimes. Yeah. Um, he, he's in like yeah. full Monkey King. He, it looks like they borrowed the costume from the uh, Danny Yen Monkey King. Hmm. Um. In like I mean, not a bad way. Like it's a. It little, might be intentional. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little less like big, but yeah, it's definitely the same style. It's very definitely very um wire through right. that nineties Hong Kong like influence. Um. But like it looks very similar to like the modern like kind of China fantasy movies that we get, but mm-hmm. um. Michelle Yeoh is another, um, she's Guan Yin, who's like another mystical character, um, Oscar award winner. The other Oscar award winner, I totally forgot when we were talking pre-show, uh, Keihei Kwan's character, I honestly would watch this show just to see what they're going to do with it. He is playing uh, a character who in the 80s and 90s was in a sitcom as like the weird Asian neighbor that oh, they keep cutting yeah. to that is now retrending and like coming back in the world that people are checking it out and it's so brutally racist and the main character is Chinese is like what like American born Chinese as the thing says but like that's the character that Kehei Kwan plays in the show he's kind of like Asian Urkel uh in this like and they like will cut the clips and memes and stuff and it's like oh, that's no. where the show like was kind of hooking me i was like oh this is like really kind of taking a much more adult serious tone when it comes to the racial stuff about like with asian americans specifically and like east asian people and how they're treated like in media inside of this like not 
Disney Channel show, but like it's definitely for a teenager. Um, you know, also very intense, like real life high school drama of like of modern day where like something happens and someone catches it on their phone and then it kind of becomes trending, which ties back into the Kehei Kwan thing because they start that becomes like the meme. They're like comparing him to that character. Interesting because like his character I... and everything everything ever wants is like a subversion of like that trope from like yes which is kind of what shin han is playing the guy that's shang sung he's like the dad that's like oh we like they came here from china and the mom's like you need to push your business he's like you don't understand like are you trying to get me fired like i have to play this role to maintain my job kind of a thing um and there's just like lots of cool interesting stuff i know i'm talking to three white guys but like, well, it's uh, it's not even that. Like, this all sounds really interesting, but I just I don't have patience for oh, stuff. It's that's it's, it's not. We're not the demo. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think it has more. It affects you a little bit more because I mean, you're dealing with kids that would be watching this, so it yeah, makes sense well, that you would that, check it out. And yeah, and it's always like, and they kind of touch on the fact, like, oh, there's a Chinese exchange student, and they kind of shove him with this kid's like, I barely speak Chinese. And like kind of dealing with the parents eating like the hyper ethnic food, listening to like their country's music and like, can you we not do that when you drop me off? Can we be less Chinese? Like yeah. him trying to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this wasn't the, one of the first places I actually heard anybody talk about it because I haven't seen a mm-hmm. fucking ad for the show. I haven't seen a trailer. I haven't seen a TV uh, spot. The, I think that more has to do with what you're watching because apparently they were like on every like daytime thing like this okay past week. that um, yeah that 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 doesn't surprise me though i yeah. mean we don't know or maybe disney has talked about this and i just didn't notice like they didn't talk about um uh, turning red's numbers i don't think they just put it out there and i'm assuming turning red did really well because it, it was great i love themes. that movie that movie was it's, phenomenal yeah it's, a, it's a fantastic movie if anybody hasn't seen it but uh and it's it's like it's very it's more superhero adjacent than i ever would have thought but it has like some of those same vibes it does a lot yeah. of the same thing it's got it's, kaiju uh, battles at the end yeah, yeah like it's yeah, kaiju yeah battles inside of a movie of like adolescence and having a period child set like diverging like parent wanting the child to be one thing and a child wanting independence right. yeah and it's also a barely subtle allegory for a period <laughs> you know no, it's say. in the title yeah. it's yeah. in the title of the movie it's like, not it's subtle. Just, yeah that's what i'm saying it's like it's not it's so not subtle that it's hilarious but like and it, it it makes certain politicians trying to come at Disney seem even more ridiculous to me because it's like, what what made you think that this was a good idea? Wrong. Um, I I would like oh, Connor. I'm sorry. What did you say? You're really quiet again, man. I said, oh, put yeah. Ron. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fucking uh, yeah. Real quick about him, um, I love the fact that his attempted way to be <laughs> be different and his announcement was a terrible fucking fuck backfire. up on Twitter, and I love the fact that because of that, he's going to fuck up his potential, and then the Disney thing is going to make it even worse for him. Yeah, I'm I'm nope. still yeah. Uh, go ahead, Arlen. Go ahead. I was gonna say him and Elon deserve each other. Yeah. As, uh, 
Elon, uh, Mr. Free Speech Warrior, uh, yeah. gives a platform to a man who is all about censorship and yes. free speech. And, <laughs> and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. He's also uh-huh. taking everybody off of his platform and all that bullshit. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the, the two hopes I have are he's going to be so embarrassed he won't run, or he and Trump are going to cannibalize each other's numbers and it won't matter. Here's my, my mm. bold prediction about his run, and this is not an endorsement of the other guy. Trump is going to eat him alive because Trump is way better at this whole big talking thing, oh. and Ron DeSantis has no confidence when he speaks and is going to get yeah. rounced by everybody else. Well, he's that, a little I, wiener douche, and I don't yes. even think he's going to get there. His numbers aren't even like, there's, yeah. to go like into like, where's we're going to the bio, like politics, like, Trump's numbers are so good that he has no reason to debate any of these fools. Yeah. Yeah. Which is it's terrifying all, in its own right. Yeah. It's all very early and they, uh, who knows what could happen. Um, well, that, yeah. I mean, if Trump goes to jail, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I think one of the podcasts do said that, like, oh, the way timing works out, like, one of the one of the cases might happen, like, right before, like, the Republican convention. So okay. it's yeah. coming November. So it literally could be like the day, a couple days after or a couple days before. Yeah. Like okay. And the then time, where the timing lines up, yeah. which is. And then uh, Brian Kemp could be like, fuck it, I'm in. And because he was anti Trump when it came to the actual election and he's kind of like sided with the other party, he's seen as like a moderate or like a guy that Democrats can trust or yeah. whatever. And like, yeah, yeah. He's a hero That's because he guy. did his fucking job one time. Right. Yeah. Cause he, he held to his principles once he's not the worst. He um, also endorsed anyway. her for Walker. So yeah, exactly. Um, um, anyway, we don't have to, sorry. We don't have yeah. to continue on this too long, but it's just, uh, uh, um, anyway, uh, Lou, uh, conti- continue on this, uh, or yeah, did you have? Saying, like... It is, uh, it is a interesting move for Disney to make to kind of stick on that part, but like it makes sense. Yeah. You're doing something to obviously that's very pro China mythology, which is something they love, mm-hmm. um, and it's a good sell for that. But they're also using a book. You know, it's I looked it up. It's from '06, sure. um, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I actually looked. Like if well, the writer has like how what his connections are, like you know, it does bring a question up for me. Is I wonder if because I know unless I'm mistaken, Disney Plus I don't believe is in China currently. No. I don't believe that they launched it. No, no. Um, I'm wondering if they would recut this show or sell the license to like a Chinese most likely service. Yeah, um, perhaps. Um, I'm very interested in how all that works. Um, but I imagine that you're right that like, because like like you were saying, it, he looks like the Donnie Yen Monkey King, and I I do think that that could be intentional because that's what Chinese audiences would be used to. Mm-hmm. They might not necessarily want like a big American style CG version of the Monkey King. They might just want like a guy in makeup. Yeah. I was um, just trying to look up. Uh, he has one of the. Oh, sorry, Connor. Mm-hmm. Like Jet Li from that movie, Forbidden Kingdom. Uh, well, he's he's done Monkey King a couple times, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I, yeah. it's been like a oh. whole like a whole subplot about like the Sun Wukong, the Monkey King. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's such a major like uh, mythological character. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was also looking like because 
China also gets weird with like creators, but like I don't see and maybe because this guy is Chinese American, so all of his stuff is more about America. But like mm -hmm. the writer of the comic, multiple Eisner Award winners. I don't even know. He wrote uh, Superman Smashes the Clan, which oh. came out like two years ago. Uh, he hmm. wrote for Shang Chi, um, I think two or three years ago. Like he's a big, big comic book writer. Okay. Um, I think he won the Eisner for American Born Chinese, yeah. as well as Superman Smashes the Clan. And he was yeah. nominated uh, for, let's see, he won for Eternal Smile, and he got nominated for, like, another one. Like, he's just, like, a huge comic book writer. <laughs> um, Good but for it's him. Like, it is also just cool to see, like, Disney throwing some money behind something that, Isn't... as far as there's, like, one sympathetic white character in the show in the first episode that's like mm -hmm. not bad maybe I, I, yeah. you know I, that's the thing i they don't even have to have a white character honestly like yeah. well that's I like, yeah i don't yeah. need as a barrier of entry like maybe yeah. more like conceptually it's like it is such a plot device of the show that it is interesting because like the guy wrote the book in 06 about his childhood so that's more like in the 80s mm -hmm. so like to retranslate that for a 2023 is interesting how they're retranslating yeah, that's true mm -hmm. didn't even think about that yeah mm. so like the way that they're dealing with like the kind of low-key racism i don't know how you would call it but like those more subtle things the microaggressions um, yeah and like even characters like watch us like yeah. and then like they're watching the video of like kei kwan's character and then they see him like they see the main character and she's like oh you should put that away like it's kind of racist it's like it's not racist it's like i'm just like it's nostalgia like it's cool right and like looks at him and he's like okay yeah. now like two white people are asking me is this good or bad thing and i'm a 10th grader like i'm a yeah. sophomore in high school and this is day one of school yep um and then there's like fucking crazy kung fu wire fights like um mm -hmm. i don't know i i think it's really cool i think it's like cool like like to just do something like that ip wise right. um but there's no better time to diversify and reach a giant mm -hmm. fucking audience with this which exists mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no woke 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 Lou. Exactly. woke 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 I don't get like why someone hasn't done this with like Hispanic characters yet because there's such a bigger population in the U.S. Yeah, so that's the, the, on, the, on the money side, capital side of that. No, um, I mean it's it's. I am shocked too because it's yeah. it feels like it's a huge audience that not even the comic movies have tapped into at all. Other I, than the only I, one that's coming is Blue Beetle. Exactly. And, yeah, and, and they, I think that movie's going to smash. Yeah, think, it will. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I think I caught bits of? I haven't watched the whole thing, so I can't comment too much, but like something else is doing this is similar, but a different demographic. Uh Reservation Dogs. Anybody yes, seen that? I've heard only yeah. amazing things about Oh my that. god. Yeah, the show's great. Yeah, yeah it's on the list to get to. Yeah. yeah <laughs> shit ass. Yeah, that's great. Few, like, I've only seen a few bits of it that mostly clips from um I can't remember the warrior's name, but the ghost warrior keeps visiting and was like it was like, hey bro, like <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, that guy's great. <laughs> um yeah, you definitely see it more in comedies and FX has like always been ahead of the because like they had Atlanta and they've like they've had a mm -hmm. bunch of mm -hmm. it's where Fox was actually doing interesting stuff for a very long time before Disney. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um I don't know. It's yeah. like cool to see. 
Um, and obviously, yeah, it has everything because it's AAPI month. And stuff. Yeah. That's why I, I'm on this podcast, right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the only reason, Lou. It's not because yeah. we think you're great. Um, not no, that couldn't possibly be. Um, <laughs> no, uh, actually, that's no, that's something. Louis made uh, a joke about like some kind of spinal disease once that made me laugh so hard. If like it made my head hurt, and that's the only thing I can remember. <laughs> I'm like, everyone's like, what's Lou do? Uh, Lou made a really, and if uh, really offensive joke once, it really stuck out in my fucking head. I, I actually, that's something we never talked about. Was the uh, Blue Beetle trailer? Because we were gonna talk about it on the one episode, but then we, we decided to have, uh, yeah, we decided to have a discussion about the end of the world. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, we could talk but, about like all the trailer stuff that's been coming. Yeah, out. that's true. That's true. There's I mean, a bunch yeah. of stuff. I, I think lots, a lot has. Fantastic. I do yeah. want to. I do want to slip one thing in real quick um, mm-hmm. that I've been watching. Uh, I only recently finished the show that's been on airing on Amazon Swarm. Oh, I've tra- heard that's interesting. That I've heard that's interesting. I kept meaning to check it out, though. I never got around to it. I'm I was very into it. It's not like, oh, my God, it's the best thing you've ever seen. But it's it's very well done. It's just it's if there's a certain level of quality or baseline that you would expect from Donald Glover. um, And it's 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 present in the show. Uh, The real like, I guess, not surprise, but like the the revelation is the lead of the show, uh, Dominique Fishback. Um, who is excellent. <laughs> She's just, she is electric. She has this incredible range. She can go from like being this very sweet, charming character to like Jack Nicholson levels of unhinged um, in a very short amount of time. Um, there are moments in the show where she is, she's just absolutely terrifying. Um, and I I really love the tone and the vibe of it. It has a lot of original music because do we all know or does anybody want like the summary, like the log line of what the show is like? Sure. Or um, yeah, I'm already aware, but yeah, I don't know if anybody else knows about it. It's like uh, it's about it, so. it's so it's about a um, a young woman. I believe she's I believe she starts off in Texas because she kind of like goes on the run um and is all over the place and you know la she hits the whole country um but she uh she's like a huge um she's a she's a member of uh the hive online which is a pop star uh fan group on twitter it's it's like Um, beyonce's like hive of people yeah yeah so there is a beyonce's yeah she's a i think yeah. Yes. They they just call it the they just call it the hive, and then she runs the swarm account, which is, and she's like a prominent person on the on the Twitter account, and she's obsessed with uh, Nadja is the care is the name of their Beyonce stand-in, um, and the Beyonce stand-in music is great, which I shouldn't be surprised by because it's Donald Glover, who yep. puts a lot of effort into that on in every show that he's done. Or in every piece of art that he's done, um, and to the point where it's the thing of uh, you have to believe that this person really loves this music, and it's it's good enough to sell that. And then the the show is like her slowly losing her mind as the people in her life start to fall away. Uh, a person that's very important to her um, suddenly passes away. 
Um, and it's just like her on kind of a, a murder spree across the oh, United States. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And it, it gets not it at gets all. Where fucking go weird. No, it, it, um, the way the transition in the, in the pilot episode and the way that it goes from like just her, like living her life with her roommate who she cares about deeply to full blown murder is extremely compelling. Um, uh, and it just, yeah. And the whole, the show just has, it, it's doing a lot of weird, interesting things. Every episode feels unique. Um, and like its own little short film. Um, there's one episode I do want to shout out, which has a lot of like indie horror girls in it and Billie Eilish um, as like a cult leader. Um, <laughs> uh, and she's great. Um, she also kills it. Um, and there are moments where the chemistry between the two of them is like e- extremely weird <laughs> and off putting. Um, it's just, yeah. Very good show. I highly, highly recommend it. And if it sounds like I spoiled a bunch of it, I didn't spoil anything. There are so many things going on in each individual episode that I could I could describe an entire episode and give nothing. Is away. this season so, over? The first season is over. I don't know if there is a second season. It does have a little bit of like a, well, I better have a, I need a second season now ending, um, but it's not egregious, I would say. I was just looking um, at the episode count. That's like six or seven episodes. Like that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's yeah, it's um, it's worth checking out. Um, definitely, definitely, Eric. I think I would, you. I would say. I would yeah. say. I could been say. I, I started watching Yellow Jackets, but I did start watching Yellow Jackets, but I fell asleep in twenty minutes, not because I was bored, because I was really fucking mm. tired. So next time we record, I'll, I'll have I'll have a report on that. I will. Like, I will. Immediately, I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I, I've been. I'm completely up to date on Yellow Jackets, and I will say, I really hope this show doesn't go past like, let's say, four or five seasons, because yeah. it it feels. And I don't want to go too deep into this. I just want to say it feels like they're spinning too many plates, and it's starting to show. Honestly, yeah, just in the I'm... first like ten minutes of the first episode. I'm like, this can't go past one season. Like this oh, the like, first the first season is great. It was, it was already like yeah. the craziest I've ever seen in like the first five minutes. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, the, sec- the second season is good, but it's yeah. you can see some of the seams. Okay, I, well, I'm Legion, very worried about a lost. Like, you know, I think Legion was like per- one, two, three. Legion was done. Mm-hmm. Right? I not go past that. So I think there's some there are some shows like with a, I think premise so heady that like you can't you can't take this very far. Well, they, it's. It's with yeah. with uh, Yellow Jackets. It's not even that it's the premise that you can't go too far. It's that jumping and this isn't spoiling anything. It jumps back and forth between some of the survivors now and then all of them when they were teenagers. And so yeah. you've got the drama of slow leak reveal of what happened when they were in the wilderness. And then you have all of the bullshit happening to each of these individual actresses who deserve their own screen time. So it it begins oh, to be two too main much. Narratives that are fighting for the same space. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, they're I'm also very, connected to each yeah. other. So I, yeah, I'm worried about some of those spinning off in like too many directions. Again, with no specifics, but like I was a little bit listless with some of the Shauna stuff yeah. uh, in the second yeah. season. Like it's like 
you know, the moment she got back with uh, the the main group, it was like, oh, the show's it's it's got new life to it. And every time we yep. go back to her solo her arc, outside like, stuff, yeah, yep, it's like, okay, can we speed it up? Can yeah. I do like the cop? The all right, the, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. No more, um, no more. That's why I was trying to cut you off. Yep, nope, nope no more. Yeah, I understand. That is, but, um, that is that is the most successful spoiler snipe I've ever seen from uh, from this group. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wasn't even gonna say anymore. I was just gonna say that and just it's just but no, it's, like when when yeah. you specifically said like Shauna's story, I was I had my alerts on. I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the red button. Mm. Um, yeah. No, but um, I, I'm I'm also worried. The other like lesser concern is um, inelegant retconning, um, which we're touching up against, and I it could go bad real quick. That's all I'm going to say, <laughs> Eric. I think you know what I mean, but uh, yeah, it could go really bad real real quick, depending on what they're doing. Um, yeah. So yeah. 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 Um, um, to transition away from this, I would like to talk about a thing I discovered this week that uh, I briefly mm. for this. Um, so, in a wildly unexpected move, uh, the Doom modding community kind of exploded in this very weird way. Um, someone whose identity has not been revealed, which is kind of like leading to the effect this has had on me. Um, an account named Veg on the Doom modding for Doom Two modding forums, by the way, people just making maps for Doom Two. It's thirty years mm. of shit. Um, someone who has been on the Doom forums for like twenty years, almost as long as Hunter's been alive, uh, just drops this mm. thing quietly with a fucking Google Drive, saying, "Here you go." It's just called My House. Mm. Um, it's a Doom Two mod, and uh, I kind of initially misinterpreted what this was i thought it was like a weird kind of like like i said to eric like a creepypasta kind of thing where it was like oh this is a it's a cursed mod no this is like as a game narrative and i don't want to be hyperbolic this is like as good as some of the best gaming narratives i've ever seen because hmm. the doom mod itself is a plot device the story about this mod is that it is a project picked up... These are all fictional people. Project picked up by a guy named, named Steven, who got it from a floppy disk from a recently departed friend who was his childhood friend, and he wanted to work on it as a way to deal with his grief over his friend. And then he loses control over it, and it starts to become this bucket of pain, essentially, where he's just dumping all of these really, like, intrusive thoughts... And all his pain, and then when you get to the end of it, like it, it has these wild ass journal entries detailing this guy's mental state, and some of it hit me so fucking hard I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. Um, basically, the way the mod works is that we were talking about how it's kind of inspired by House of Leaves. It's, it takes place in this house, the titular my house, and I mean, I would I almost say it's fan fiction. Like, I I go one step yeah. further and say, like, it's it's very it's equivalent to if one of us sat down and wrote House of Leaves fiction and put it on Ao3. You guys um, would know more about that than I would, but like, just the way from where it, from where it starts with the my house, but the House of Leaves stuff to where it goes was where I started to really consider this to be like a a very well done piece of gaming fiction. Um, so it starts out in this in this very house of lazy things. What you from what you guys have described to me kind of situation, it's a weird ass house. 
Um, from what you're playing it as, it's a weird asset. The layout keeps changing. There's different mm-hmm. mutations of the house that are bigger and smaller, different textures, blah, blah, blah. But, like, the house is just a conduit to get to other places. Um, and hmm. at some point in this, in this mod, um, you start to, like, listen to the journal entries in this guy. And I thought they were going to be, like, lame. But they're, when you l- l- read them through, it... Whoever wrote this must have been dealing with something similar in their life because all of this comes off as so oppressively real sometimes. Um, at some point, he's talking about how he's shaving and his reflection winked back at him and it freaked him out, so he threw his razor at the mirror um, and didn't know what to make of it. And that actually ties into the game itself because if you approach one of the mirrors in this house, you can go through it, and there's a mirror version of the entire house. Everything. Everything on the other side of that map is mirrored in this whole thing. Um forgot to mention that this is an exquisitely designed Doom map to the point where, like, it does things you shouldn't be able to do in Doom with tools that no one use, I guess. Um, but basically, this whole thing culminates in... So you, you have to do a bunch of things, like get a bunch of items to, like, open all these fucking weird-ass mysterious doors you would never think to open. And after you do all this stuff, I think the last door you open is a hole in the fence that you go through. And when you go through this fence... Um, it takes you to a long fucking highway that's just dark. And then you find a car. And the car is playing that most mysterious song on the internet. That's where I found this song. Um, it's crash against a tree, which then leads to an, a clearing, which leads to a gas station that's completely empty. Uh, which then leads you to a campsite, which then has a tree that has a door on it. If you open the door, you go to a beach. And you walk around this beach, and you suddenly realize that it's not a real beach. It's a movie set with a little with a clacker and a stereo and none of the effects are real. And that ties into a dream entry where this guy basically says, I had a dream that I got to this beach. He's talking about the beach you're talking about. But then he goes into this, this whole bit about how, like, what if this is it? What if this is eternity? Am I able to sit here with just nothing but my thoughts for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 40 years, a million years? Is this what eternity is? How am I supposed to stay sane in the afterlife, essentially? Um... And he ends up with saying, like, what if the other me that winked back at me in the mirror is on the real beach, knowing that life is finite, he has nothing to worry about, there is no afterlife, and that happiness must be fought for. And that stuck with me for fucking days. I mean, I gotta say, with with everything you're saying, it it strikes me as nothing but a creepypasta, just one that maybe didn't go the whole creepy route, but I don't know, it just... it. Like, I've seen enough of this stuff online, like games. And I mean, hell, this sounds like somebody took a lot of ideas from, uh, from inscription and, and is like adding this like real world narrative inside of a video game. And that's, that's where I'm just kind of like, mm, I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm just kind of like, whatever about this. I mean, it's, it's fascinating that they were doing things that you normally shouldn't be able to do by using whatever that F mod or F doom mod, whatever it was, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just, nothing about this really catches for me. It has for me. And I, it's, I, I'm not doing it just because I'm going off of memory. Like the the detailed Mm -hmm. version of what he said is very wordy and very compelling to me. Um, Hmm. And then just the idea that, like, to, now that's the bad ending. That's basically what you get, is that you're just at this, you know, the fake beach, that's it. You're you're there for eternity. Um, the good ending is that if you turn around and leave the fake beach, essentially, you have to get to the, the real one. But what the game does is it throws an insurmountable amount of Doom enemies at you, more than I've ever seen anywhere. 
and makes you fight through them to get to the real beach, which is the, mm. the, the theme of the game is happiness must be fought for, I guess, is what, it, what is, it's all comes mm. down to. Mm. Um, and then there's all these different, like, um, there's, there's information about these two characters, like maybe they were in love, maybe they weren't, you know, maybe they're more than just childhood friends, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, it, I, I think it's just, it's just really well fucking done when you sit and, ex when you, I didn't experience it, but I've had it, you know, explained to me in such explicit detail that I've basically experienced it. Um, I don't know, I just, I find it super interesting, super compelling, very well done and very sincere. And since this guy also hasn't come out and said who he was, not, no, there's no name, there's no person attached to this so far, except an account, it leads mm. to sincerity of it for me, because, I don't know, I think most people would be out looking for attention for it. <clears throat> Yeah, but there's there's also that that weird like mm -hmm. side of the internet that gets into like the mysterious story or the mysterious this you know creepy pastas mm -hmm. all that and that's yeah, what this yeah. feels like is that the reason why they're not doing it is to let the legend of this build more so yeah. when it's at a fever pitch that would be the time to be like and behold I mean, it's me if that's the objective. Right then job well done because this is exactly it's been talked about like the doom forums are a lot this video i'm talking about has been viewed five million times mm -hmm. yeah the other one is yeah. 4.5 that's it's insane like i couldn't believe how much it fucking blew up in just a month yeah. over a week because yeah. it came out a month ago it's been really blowing up over a week i'll, I'll give you this i'll give you this if i was more of a if, if like dune was deeply important to me um i would have found a lot of this just far more interesting. Um, but I did find, like, the thing that occurred to me is like, okay, that, uh, from far as I know, as somebody who can't code, all of that seems like a lot of work. Like, every aspect of this it seems like, like a lot of effort. It feels like years. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like years of work. Years. Um, well, yes, even if you're starting from a mod that is very popular. Like, it, feel, it does feel like a lot. And again, like I said, Fan, it's fanfic, but like it's not unimpressive fanfic. When I say fanfic, yeah. like I, I'm saying that with the full understanding that like there are impressive works of fanfic that are so impressive that people get book deals. They end up getting actual work. Like Fifty Shades of Grey. I, yep. I, I would be very shocked to find that this veg person isn't already currently in the industry. Um, I, I that would be just utterly shocking to me it, that he's not like I don't know a coder at like Sony Santa Monica who built this in his spare time um, for like a decade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, just like, Oh, this is just what like, I do on the weekends. He read yeah. uh, house of leaves whenever it came out. He was like, Oh, I really like this. And I really like, and I'm already doing like doom mods, but like, you know, he's like, Oh, I do like little tiny ones, little things, you know, very basic stuff. He's like, yeah, that's, let's do like a house of leaves crossover thing and like let's make it really big and expansive and again like on that level just from a like a very basic understanding of how much work that would be it's impressive on that uh, on that front um but i didn't engage with it nearly as much as you seem to have but i understand it also i understand okay. if this if all if enough of these keywords were really important how it could hit you very hard um because it I is interesting it's interesting is like games give kind of the only real medium close to a book that's not a book yeah and like mm -hmm. the way you can tell a narrative story in a more user paced manner 
yeah uh or like audience paced manner i think people doing more of this as an art or like an artistic form is really interesting concept to do these kind of more abstract strange like, yeah and one of the things about it is like he's it's it's the act of using specifically doom 2 to tell this kind of story by using doom 2 as the actual like plot device which the mm-hmm. thing that these connects these two people was like no i was trying to finish a friend a, a mod for a friend of mine because he died and now i'm losing myself in it because i'm not processing this grief correctly and i think mm-hmm. honestly it's the it for obvious reasons stories about grief in the past few years have really gotten to me and really gotten interested in me because mm-hmm. now i'm it's i've been through the process of like to the point where like i want to know how other people deal with this um mm-hmm. so i think that's also why I'm, i've sunk into this so badly um and just the the polar opposites of seeing the, you know the fake beach ending versus the real beach ending i'm like okay it's it's you, mm. it's you're giving me like the idea of like no you can be totally lost in this and just never find your way out of it or you can uh, you know make peace with it essentially um i think mm. that's why i'm i'm just in love with it and also it's fucking doom and how would you why would you put this in doom <laughs> well no that is that is that is yeah yeah going with the the house of leaves at least as much as they directly reference that or it was the game was inspired or the whatever this thing was inspired by it um part of for me what makes the book house of leaves so disquieting is the parts of the story where it's talking about the uh, Navidson report, which is the name of the videotape about the dude exploring the area of his house that shouldn't exist. Um, It's, it's all being done via VHS. So Mm -hmm. in your mind, you're already imagining this grainy and slightly nostalgic thing based on how old you are. So for somebody to put out a doom mod that does that is totally preying on that and not in a bad way but it's just they're like all right this is how i'm gonna get this feel across with something that's old i will say it now Mm. the individual records talking about the hallway is it not uh it's it well that's that's the first video it's like the four and a half minute hallway is what he calls it so in this they try to they 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 call it the navidson hallway but it's not what because it's from what I heard described, it's just a never-ending hallway. Is that what it is? Well, no. It's it in the book. Like at first, they think it's never-ending, but when they do a serious exploration, they end up going down and down and down and Whoa. down. And, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's yeah. It's that's like I said in the chat, like. For anyone who might be listening to this and for anyone who I'm on the show with, um, if you haven't read the book, you really should. But I will say that it was the first book in a very long time that actually gave me nightmares. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, it's all you're going to so on it. Um, so they read yeah. through the hallway in this, but in this, like, and this is, again, it was the level of work and just the commitment to this. Like, they do the hallway in this, but the hallway in this is a, it's a deathly silent and mm-hmm. now, like in you know, there's in it's doomed. The sound effects are already limited. This is yeah. there's nothing. There's not even your footsteps. Um, a deathly silent, almost pitch black, Ganshuan labyrinthian dungeon of hallways and corridors and doors and pits and wide open spaces with seemingly no roofs. Yeah, and it's it's. 
I watched this dude do a six and a half minute run of this, and he edited it down for time. And like the whole time, I was just breathless. Like I, it was making me so tense. Like because hmm. I couldn't believe. I'm like, how did you like? This is where I was like, the technical wizardry of this blew my mind. I was like, how the fuck did you even commit to making this? Well, it's yeah. in it. My theory is that it, when you're actually making the map, like you can still take a God world view, I guess, for lack of a better I term. So. I think, yeah. And, and yeah. remember the thing I posted said something about like him using teleportation and things like that in ways that people weren't used to seeing. So I think if he could edit out the sound of the teleporters, you're walking yeah. in a black hallway. You're not going to see any of the effects yeah. that would indicate that you're teleported somewhere. So you would actually give yourself so much more space to be able to do that. Yeah, and like, also the other thing that uh, I learned is that this, so this file is only 66 megabytes. However, that is four times the size of both Doom 1 and 2 complete editions, four times, it's this, it's four times the size of both those games combined. Yeah. Uh, so that's a lot of space. So like, in addition to the portals, oh. like how much of it is portals and how much of it is like just sheer size? It's a lot of space it's, for those games, not it's probably yeah. in a modern sense for Well, yeah. so I do, th- I do think the more we talk about it, the Doom aspect of it makes sense. To your point earlier, Eric, like it feels like a lateral move. Like it's like, mm-hmm. okay, it's only one, it's just the next thing over from VHS tapes. And in a way, the it's more relatable than VHS tapes currently yep. are. Um but it still feels like it's part of the same milieu. And then to the point of like the existing modding community, I don't think you would see somebody do this with say Minecraft, which would maintain some of the aesthetics. Um, but in Minecraft, like even though it's meant to look low poly, I think Minecraft stuff is way too high def. Well, yeah. and, and the nostalgia <laughs> factor ties into the yep. story, yes. which makes sense. And yep. the yeah. they they do things to keep the uncanny feeling that something is off. They do stuff like that. Like if you mm-hmm. finish the, the My House map quickly, it just shoots you to episode two of Doom Two called the Underhalls. When you mm-hmm. beat Underhalls, it throws you back to the house. The other yeah. thing it does is that when you do your second run of the house, the weapon frame rate and the pixels are just slightly better. Yeah. For mm. no reason. Just to make you feel like something is off. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it, it reminds me kind of of the one creepy pasta Ben Drowned aspects of this. Mm. I, I don't know if you're familiar with that. that title, but I don't think I've ever read it. It's yeah. it's the haunted it. legend uh Ocarina of Time. Uh, or uh, yeah. Majora's Mask. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yes, I know this one. I, I, it's, it's coming back to me after after you say that. Like it's, yeah, it's um, cause yeah, no, no. Yeah, I'm not saying me. it's I'm, a one for one, but there are just aspects left, of it like, that this, sound. The yeah. isn't haunted. Like they, they don't in the journal entries. They never yeah. imply that the is haunted. It more implies that this guy did this and then like lost sleep and then like doesn't remember making parts of the map and isn't sure what parts he made and what parts his friend made and just starts to lose his fucking mind yeah, because it's like all it's, he's going to deal with it it's a guy yeah. having a nervous breakdown yes. over his grief yes mm-hmm. and he puts it on to doom 2 yeah man it's, what's funny is when you've been talking about it, what popped in my head was what was that shitty movie we talked about a while ago that was like oh, kind so of retro horror that was what? Like a retro horror. 
Um, oh. Skinnamarink? Yeah, and that like Skinnamarink was trying to do something with that mm-hmm. kind of nostalgia style. Kind of. Yeah. And, and yeah. I don't know, like sometimes like again, I think like that art style is interesting as a new art form and like mm-hmm. actually not just the games themselves because they're becoming like a bigger like art like platform but like the modding kind of side of it is an interesting way and obviously it takes way more work than just writing a creepypasta or fanfic oh it definitely does, yeah, it does. But, I, yeah. but i mean with the with doom and like games similar to that mostly like original first person shooters they're they've become just a modern language for yeah. uh, for a yeah. lot of people so using Doom is like a hey, this is this is retro, or at least this is this is supposed to be inspired by this time period, or this is the feel I'm trying to get across. And when you do things that seem normally impossible in something like that, it adds to that weird disquiet. Yeah, yeah, that that, that is the thing that I got to give credit to the guy on the video because if I just had no understanding of how extensive Doom modding. Can be, um, I would have been like, okay, well, that's that's interesting. But when he, yeah, when he explains that you can't have a room over a room, and then you're looking at a room yes. over a room. <laughs> and that was that 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 um that was interesting. Again, if I was way more into Doom, um, I think I would have watched all two hours of that video that you shared. Um, but it it I did bounce off of parts of it where I was like, all right, you can speed through some because <laughs> I you know I was like, okay, well I. Like I saw the whole, it will put you into a regular Doom level and then bait and switch yeah. you. I was like, okay, well, that's yeah, that's obviously what's going to happen here. Um, but it, it did. Um, I can see why this would be exciting if you were super into Doom. Um, if it was like like Eric said, if it was if it was a language for you, um, I can see why this would be thrilling. Um, and I'm glad to see somebody like giving love to this book and like you know if you yeah. get you know, two out of the 10 people who download that mod to go and read that book. Well, great. I want to fucking read it. I haven't played the mod. I just want someone play it. I want to read it now. The crazy thing with that book was my dad just sent that to me randomly. He didn't, he didn't email me anything. I just, I got a package in the mail and a note saying like, I think you'll like this. How much? Wow, hmm? and, like even in ways that like it's not intended. Like this mod just popped up. You just got the book in the mail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm kind of shocked nobody's taken a swing at adapting that. I Flanagan talked well, about. When it. I looked up, it's, um, um, it's what? <laughs> it has like a bunch of different <laughs> ears perked up. Yeah, it has a bunch I of mean, different styles to it that I don't know that you could translate. The I, book, yeah. For what I looked at, like the Wikipedia, it's like, and, and you should oh, me yeah. Of, like the way it's written is like part of the experience, and like, um, yeah, it is. Like, yes. and even the power pack video shows you, like, there's you'll come across a page, and like, there's a square piece of text missing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I just, I just, I, I'm holding mine right now. Um, I'll send a picture. Um, but um, of, oh, sorry to interrupt, real quick. I just wanted to mention too with. The thing that really fucked me up when I first read that book, well, not really fucked me up, but something that did was they allude to other versions of this book, like higher quality hardcovers that I don't think ever existed. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway. 
No, on the on the like adapting movie front, I think like a multimedia. I think multimedia is the better way to go. Like the Doom thing, like it it got me thinking. It, it would be very interesting if, like, the people who do Hunt a Killer or something, like, really did like an expanded tie-in with this. Because I think if if you were getting like VHS tapes sent to you, um, which required by a VHS player, unless you're me or uh, Joe Lascola. Um, um, but like, uh, that would be an interesting way to do it. Cause I don't know. I don't know if a movie you you could also do is just send like links to like old looking websites. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Yeah. I I do think it would be, it's, it would be an interesting way if, if a studio was really willing to commit and like put a lot of work into this to sort of bring back the feeling of, uh, the Blair Witch times and the mm-hmm. way that I've heard people describe like getting obsessed with reading the website. Yep. Um, and well, yeah, that like was that, it, that's also the advent of like of ARGs and the internet and movies kind yes. of holding hands. So that had as much to do with it as it was the quality of the stuff that was up there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it, it was, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, just if somebody was willing to put the effort in, I think that that's why I've only heard Flanagan talk about it. I, I If I had to guess why I heard him talk about it, it was most likely King Cast. Um, yeah. Which is and probably saying he, it would be an impossible movie to make. Yes. Yes. And I think the, the question was, are there other non Stephen King things you would like to adapt? He's like, well, House of Leaves, obviously, but <laughs> yeah. that would be impossible. Um, I just sent a picture um, for the people not in the audience so they can see. They can get fucked. Um, but uh, yeah, like it's it's a lot of stuff like that. It's like, and I like that it has um, uh, it has notations in the bottom, and the notations are part of the story. And it just, yep. yeah, it's just, it's yeah. I, I've only been able to like, you know, crack it open every once in a while and like stick with it for a little while. I've just. My attention span is terrible. Oh yeah, these this days. is the page. So, this is the page. Power Pack shows, I think. Yeah, it's oh, a lot God, of stuff like that. It's um, yeah, it's a, uh, but uh, I don't regret buying it and having not gotten into it because it is. It's just an interesting thing to have on your table, and like people open up and they're like, "What the hell is this? What the fuck is this?" It's I, real quick. I was actually thinking. Uh, I think the best way to adapt that book would actually be a game, but have the yeah. company that did. Ah, uh, oh, fuck! What is it, Connor? I think you had played it. It was. It's the one that has like multiple members of a family. Layers of fear. No, no. not layers of fear. No, that's that's Bluebird team. Oh, no. oh, oh, oh! What remains of Edith Finch? Yes, the team that made What oh, Remains of shit. Edith Finch. Ooh. If if oh. they adapted. House of Leaves into a game, I think they could do it because they could oh do all God. the narratives justice. Because that's a point and click, right? I think uh, it's a walking it's, sim. But yeah, it's a first like, person, yeah. But it's yeah. like, okay, what remains of Edith Finch, I'm going to say it right now, is like the most devastating game narrative I've ever seen in my fucking life. And it's compelling as all hell because, like, it is, yeah. I, don't is, know I think it is like, in some like, hey, you want to yeah. hear a fucked up story about a whole family that dies horribly? Sit down. <laughs> yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that would be the perfect way to 
tell the story of, uh, I can't remember the character's name. I think it's Johnny Truant. I think that's his name. Um, but yeah, his story being like the, the tattoo parlor, like apprentice and the weird shit going on with him, him watching a Navison tape that, or one of the tapes that he got from the old man and then going into the Navison stuff where he's like having a day-to-day life with his family. And then the next one is him going through that hallway and just, yeah, I think it could be really cool and really interesting if it was a video game because a movie, it would have to be like four hours long for it to work. Yeah. And no one's going to spend that much money. No, no, no. No. Well, I mean, you know, on the Edith Finch front, that game was produced by Anna Perina um, and Megan Ellison likes to just throw money down the toilet. Yes, she does. Um, And you know, she uses her money better than her father does not to go back into politics, but uh, you know, funding uh, terrible people. If you haven't played uh, Edith Finch, I highly recommend you do. If we had billionaires that would throw money at arts, yeah, that would be good. That'd be great. That'd be great. You know, it's it's almost like you know, um, Bill Gates and all that was like a psyop or something to um, you know, as a tax write off to and, make and, the only good one good in quotes uh, seem even worse. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all this stuff is a tax write off in PR. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, also, he is the king of Washington. I can say as one of his subjects, as <laughs> I am bound to. <laughs> Oh, I, one one uh, last thing, since we seem to kind of be spiraling here, uh, I just beat mm. Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor, and that is possibly my favorite new Star Wars thing in a long time. Like, it is a mm. phenomenal story. Like, That's the fun- first one, right? No, it's the second one. Second one. Uh, I've been, I can't wait to play it. I really like the first one. Yeah, the second one is even better, and... It mm. just, yeah, it's the story is so good. It's so goddamn good. I mean, the gameplay is great too, but I th- I want to tell people about all the stuff that happens in it, but I don't want to spoil any of the big events I, because okay. they're so well I, done. Like, Eric, I wanted to scream at you about things about God of War Ragnarok because you played God of War, but I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I will not, I will not yeah. spoil the excellence that is that game story. Well, Anyone who's familiar with uh, Respawn and how good Titanfall 2 is, there are parts of Jedi Survivor that are as good, if not better, than some of the best parts of Titanfall 2. Either story-wise or just the scenery going on during action scenes. It's just, it's so goddamn good. I'm actually thinking about New Game Plusing it. It just talked about that way, and I don't know anything about Titanfall 2. Hmm. Oh, Connor, you need to get that game. It's like five dollars on a regular basis. Like I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's cost nothing right now. Just blind buy it. I promise you will love the single player storyline. It's a nice keep getting told and I keep forgetting about it because like it's just nowhere and it only gets talked about like this where someone compares something to it and I'm like, guys, Titanfall two is that good? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it is absolutely phenomenal. But uh, uh, I don't have... I, I, oh, go ahead. Ragnarok might be my favorite interpretation of this specific collection of Norse myths in a long time. Um, okay. They just really fucking interesting shit. And then, like, the fact that they folded Kratos into it so flawlessly, seemingly, makes it all the more interesting. Because, like, I'm like, he should be an outlier. He should not work so well in the story. But, like, turns out, like, 
No, he's like a fulcrum. Like, he's how the story moves. Like, Ragnarok is essentially happening because of him, because of him and Balder. Yep. Um, so, mm. like, he gets folded into this story so well, like, and he dances with characters like Odin and Thor and Heimdall so fucking flawlessly. It's amazing. I, after after beating God of War, I, I had no worries that the second game would be bad. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just, I'm waiting for it to come out on deck, although I'm realizing I'm going to have to buy a PS5 if I want to play Spider-Man 2, which... Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm no, Spider-Man 2 is going to break it for me. Yeah. That game made me cry. <laughs> like, uh, both both uh, games made me tear up. Like, the, the dam has slowly been having pressure built against it as more and more games come out. I'm like... Uh, I don't need the PS5 yet. I don't need it yet. And yeah. it's just <laughs> Arlen, yeah. And Spider-Man 2. Console, my head might explode. Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine are what are going to put me over the top. I, yeah, I, I need... I, let's just real, yeah. real quick, and then we can probably get out of here, but like the Spider-Man 2 footage that I saw yeah. from this showcase is legitimately... Amazing. The yeah. craziest shit I have ever seen. Like I'm like, is this real? <laughs> this yeah. looks so good. movie. <laughs> Yeah, they got me. They got me. And like, it feels really dumb to say, but like, yeah, Miles and Peter just being alive and in the same universe at the same time. Nobody thought of this. Nobody came to this conclusion before now. Um, Yeah, perfect. I can't. I wonder, like, for movies and stuff, if the rights are really wonky with Miles. I think they are. I bet, I, that, I bet that's what it is, that the rights are just because they have all of the Spider-Man characters. I well, mean, it could be as simple as people in Sony think people will be confused if you have Miles and Peter at the Sony same time. Well, well also, I, there was that email that came out like in one of the Sony emails that like that someone someone basically said Spider-Man is great and white. I mean, yes, <laughs> but even to like going further back, the guy who has been in charge of Sony for some time. He's also the guy who was like, I don't want the X-Men to fight the Sentinels ever. Like, he's yes. that dude. Who's, he's like, I hate robots. Robots are bad. Robots make movies fail. It's like, where did this well, arbitrary rule come from? Well, I it, I'm, I might be misremembering, um, but I thought I had read something that had talked a little bit about the deal with marvel and fox when um they when fox will own the x-men that one of the parts of the contract about that was any new characters created in the comics were free game for the movies and that's yeah. why they didn't create all that many new characters for a while because yeah. they were just giving other mutants powers so i'm wondering if it's well, similar with killed all they ended all the mutant powers for a while mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i i think i'm well i don't know how it would connect with spider-man but i mean i could see something similar going on in the deal where it's it makes it harder for marvel to get any type of foothold yeah. onto miles well that it, make, it makes sense why spider-verse exists mm -hmm. yeah. sony obviously has some control over him so. mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I think well, he's just kit and caboodle with Spider-Man. I think, like, mm -hmm. Spider-Woman is, like, a weird one for them. Yeah, it is. She's if not I... really a spinoff of him. No. She might be a Wanda... Um, yeah, because I think it's, like, it's depending on which version of Spider-Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because she's she was heavily associated with the Avengers, right? But that was, that was much later. 
Yeah. Okay. There was some teen then that I know she was like. That's why I'm assuming the Wanda and uh, Pietro similarity because well, I think it's, that, that, it's they were retconned to be mutants. I mean, it has yeah, it has yeah. more to do with Spider Woman. It has more to do with the origins of her powers and the fact that she's not really anything to do with Spider-Man's like whole kitten caboodle. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Like she just got named Spider-Woman. Like there is another Spider-Woman that has powers. Like five of them, but yeah. Yeah. The one that's in the, the original one in like the burgundy and yellow. Yeah. She's the one that's like weird. The other ones are not so much because the other the second ones, I think Julie Carpenter, the redhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it? It's become Madam Web, which I think mm-hmm. she is in the second Spider Verse movie. Yeah, and in the Madam Web movie that's now filming. With, oh, that yeah, they have that thing. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna and be the, great, just like Craven. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Both, yeah. <laughs> oh. I can't. Yeah. Um, do you want to wrap? Yeah, yeah probably a good call. I think you should. Uh, yeah. Um, I got, does anyone uh, have plugs? Um, I, other than, hey, don't be stupid with your credit cards. <laughs> like, don't. Uh, just... Follow my Instagram if you want to see my rats. That's basically what my page is now. Just my rats. Like, <laughs> yeah, and to sort of bolster off of what Eric said, if your credit card suddenly tells you that they're going to start doing a monthly or yearly fee. Um, get off that uh, credit card as quickly as possible. Yeah, yes, and uh, I guess your SOL in terms of finding a new one because they yes. couldn't, like, I don't know, you know, give you a recommendation or anything. You just have to um, apply to a bunch of them and hope that one of them <laughs> says yes. Not at all my situation at the moment. No, not as I'm about to go on a massive vacation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm furious if you can't tell. Um, no uh, plugs. Um, LHP is going strong. We've kind of settled into like a bi-weekly schedule. So uh, nice. look forward to an episode about uh, uh, Charlie Kaufman's uh, Schenectady, New York, um, which is a very unusual film. <sighs> I, uh, I saw that once and I still can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot. If you know Charlie Kaufman stuff, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, uh, it's a lot even for him i think yes yes uh, a little unwieldy but you can hear more about that and uh and, and our discussion on that uh i believe next sunday is when we'll be releasing it recording it very soon and then we've done a bunch of stuff uh lately uh of course uh, we did um a 1981 movie possession recently we did uh the wazowski siblings bound um which is a great film um great film uh, if you haven't seen bound from 1996 uh go, go check that out um and uh, yeah. then you'll understand why everybody wore black leather in the matrix uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly. it's it's interesting uh, one last thing to be able to track time based on pre-bond being done on LHP and post-bond being done on LHP. Because <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was the albatross. That was the albatross over this show. Just, we're still going with bond. We're still, <laughs> it just, it sounded more and more desperate as time went on. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I couldn't let Barbara Broccoli down. Oh, um, God. <laughs> my sweet, broccoli. sweet. Uh, uh, did anybody else have plugs? Lou, did you have a plug? Uh, um, no. Uh, I finished uh, reading all the Frank Herbert Dune books. They're awesome. Mm, and wild. Mm, um, yes. So when you first started talking about Doom, I was like, got excited. I was like, oh, no, he said Doom. Doom. Yeah. I'll be honest. About the God Emperor and the Sandworms. And the it's very out. hard for me sometimes. There, there are so many people in the world who pronounce both words completely the same um, and just <laughs> frequently. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> what are we talking about here? Yeah, I can't wait for Doom. So, yeah. What? Doom? Like, we're on an alien planet and there's monsters. Okay, I'm still confused. <laughs> yes, and there's a desert. Uh, I need more context. Um, Is the rock there? There's, Is he there? There's worms. Uh, I hope that narrowed it down. <laughs> there's, another, there's a wrestler, though. I can't remember his name. Oh, God. <laughs> there's a Samoan why, man. also just forced um, the movie Ghost of Mars into my head. No, no, we're done. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Next, next time we'll talk about what the rock was in